Hey kids, it's your old pal Gorag the Slayer, recording live from Atomic Age Studio in beautiful Pasadena, Texas. If you want to take part in the show, that is, send in news stories or ask friend questions, send an email to rotwpodcast at gmail.com. No questions too weird, no comments too strange, no news stories too awful. Uh, also, to help the show, you can subscribe and review on iTunes. It'll really help us out and give us a little boost in the ratings. As usual, this show is brought to you by LoneStarButtons.com. Lone Star Buttons is a small business owned by Adam Stimpy Jones, and all of his products are made in the USA at a reasonable cost. He offers all of his custom buttons in multiple sizes and shapes, Stimpy's got tons of experience, and he's easy to work with and very reliable. He's got the Gorag seal of approval. If you want to place an order with Stimpy, you can send him an email at info at LoneStarButtons.com. You can also call him at 281-798-1996. Tell him Gorag sent you, and you want to suck on those heritages. That's it for that. Enjoy the show. Hey everybody, thanks for listening to Revenge of the World, episode 56, I am your host. I fucking hate this part, but my name's Gabe Dieter, and in the room with me is bitchin' Brennan Birch. <laughs> Jesus Christ, really, that's gonna be what sticks? <laughs> that's it. Oh man, that, that's that's kind of Unless sucky. somebody else names you. Yeah, we should hold a contest or something. <laughs> well, I don't know, maybe we shouldn't hold a contest. <laughs> no, I think that's a bad idea. Yeah. Uh, what's up, Brennan? How's it going? Oh, pretty good. I've been very, very busy. Busy doing what? Huh? Uh, let's see. Huh? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Raising a child. What time is making it? Making art. I don't know. I don't know what time is it. Is it, is it panty time? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Panty time? <sighs> oh, that, that, that's like the worst. I, so <laughs> I hate that. I hate that word, panty. Like, <laughs> are, are we open to talking about the dating life right now? Uh, I mean, I guess if you want. Uh, Brennan Birch has been on multiple dates with a single female. Congratulations, <laughs> my friend. I'm sorry. Hold on one second. All right. You're, Brennan's getting a call. We might have to pipe him through. Hello? Wrong number. Wrong so, number. Uh, panty time. Back to panty <laughs> Jesus time. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Please stop saying that word. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For some reason, Gabe thinks it's funny to text me the word panty. <laughs> well, I wouldn't have if you had told me, if you hadn't told me you had a problem with it. What? <laughs> God, you're an awful human. It caught on because yeah, your dislike for it. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, what's up with this this gal you've been seeing, huh? Uh, I don't know. We've hung out a few times. She's pretty cool. That's really all there is to it. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I'm. I'm kind of have been through a lot of bad dating in like the last six months or so. Mm -hmm. And I'm like almost like a little bit afraid to get too excited maybe. Yeah. But I mean, it's going like really well. And like, I have like, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to keep myself from getting too excited. <laughs> you don't, you don't want to be that guy. No. The, the puppy dog that 
pisses all over itself. <laughs> what? The puppy dog that pisses all over itself because it's so excited. I, I didn't realize that was just like a real thing. Oh, yeah. Okay. Happens all the time. Does it? If James Lenores was here, we could ask him. <laughs> That's true, yeah. He he has the professional experience to... Unfortunately, really just... James could not make it tonight, and we're rescheduling, hopefully for next week, so... Oh, my God. <laughs> what? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> what? Spill it. Uh, I have a feeling this is going to get listened to. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, uh, it's not his fault. It's... Uh, he rescued some huskies, and he's he's going to be working late tonight. <laughs> so, uh, let's see. Anything else? Uh, yeah, actually, I just got accepted into another art show. That's uh, a good. That's good news. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's going to be. Uh, it's called Sticky Fingers. It's going to be at Insomnia again. Okay, cool. Yeah, they've they've been really cool about. I think you're developing st- a relationship with this Insomnia place. Maybe I don't know. Actually, I contacted that dude about maybe doing the show really yeah so you know we'll, we'll see what happens with that but a solo show no him doing revenge of the world oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. that'd be great i think it'd be pretty cool and also he asked if you might be interested in doing that show what show the one that i'm telling you about right oh, now. oh sticky fingers yeah uh it's a post oh it's a sticker show yes yeah, like yeah you- uh i do have a lot of stickers yeah so i guess i could yeah, but i'm not like a paste up artist or anything neither am i i don't really do that stuff but they just want people to do it in that format. Like, okay. It's like, I think it's going to be predominantly kind of like street art people. Yeah. But, you know, they're accepting other people as well. Yeah, I'm down. Yeah, you should hit them up cool. about that. Okay. Um, let's see. Um, uh, anything else? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I kind of had a train of thought going there for a second, but I don't know. I just lost it. It's not happening. Insomnia. What about good, you? Good place to hang What out. about you, Gabe? Oh, thanks. Uh, <laughs> Nothing much. I just wanted to really apologize for being away uh, for over a week. I haven't had a podcast, and it's because I wish I'd taken a picture of what this studio looked like just maybe four days ago. It was completely trash. Yeah, you did a big toy remodel, huh? Yeah, I mean, uh, these shelves are very heavy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And uh, they're packed with books and zines and uh, toys, and moving them broke some things, and uh, <laughs> I don't know, it just made a big-ass mess. Yeah. And this, this room really isn't that big. Um, it's a reasonably-sized room. I just think you have a lot of stuff. Uh, yeah, I have a lot of hobbies crammed in here. Um, but yeah, uh, it took a while to get the studio back together. It actually happened... Maybe an hour before you got here. Really? Yeah. I mean, I'm surprised everything's working right now. That's crazy. Um. So yeah, I just wanted to say that. Yeah, man. Can Can you imagine if, like, say, 15 year old you had a picture of this, knowing that it would belong to him someday? <laughs> no. Like, <laughs> uh, would you even have no. like the frame of reference to know what all of this is? Uh, most of it, yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, no. 15-year-old me didn't have the internet. Well, yeah. So, really, I was only exposed to toys that I actually had. Yeah. Or what my friends had, or what I saw commercials for on TV. Right, so Transformers, Masters of the Universe, and all that. But, yeah. like, there's, like, so, so much stuff that you can't even, like... Yeah, a lot of it I had no exposure to. Like yeah. Like, the 60s toys and 70s toys. Yeah. Pretty crazy to it think is. about. It is. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Let's stop thinking about that, because it's too crazy. It is just too out there. Mm-hmm. 
So, what'd you think about that? Well, actually, we're going to give uh, Chris Steininger a call towards the end of the show and ask him uh, what his feelings are on, on this Super Tuesday stuff. Um, hey, well, uh, did you vote? Actually, no, I didn't. You didn't? <laughs> I did not. So, like, you're just, like, not interested, or? No, I'm I'm interested. I just, I, I didn't register in time. Oh, okay, yeah. And Texas doesn't allow same same day registration right and it had been on my to-do list right but i just didn't make it yeah well i mean it was kind of like a freak occurrence that i happened to register where i live because like uh i got a uh, i got a speeding ticket and i found discovered that my driver's license also expired oh wow <laughs> but i mean, I mean they, they didn't they were actually pretty cool and only gave me the speeding ticket but anyway uh yeah so i had a, a like I had it on my mind, I renewed my driver's license like on the day that you were supposed to renew everything, so I was able to register to vote. Oh wow! So I got registered, okay. and uh, I went to vote yesterday, and you know, got off a little bit early from work because you can do that legally. They they are legally required to you know pay you to be off to go vote. Really? Yeah. Okay. So you know, next time people remember that. Um, just ask in advance. That's all you got to do. Uh, anyway, so I got off a got off a little early, made it to my polling place. Line was pretty short, you know. Because it's a really small kind of rural area. And I got up to the front of the line. And I noticed that my election judge was covered in prison white power tattoos. What? Yeah. Like wow. sleeved in like, he had like, you know, just stick and poke, nasty, had hate across his knuckles. Wow. Like, and, but the thing is like, he didn't have that like dark Nazi vibe about him. You know what I mean? Like, have you ever been like. I mean, well, you know, growing up in you know the punk scene or whatever, you've you've seen a couple of Nazis, but have you ever uh-huh. like been around Nazis that you really thought were dangerous? Uh, oh yeah. Well, you know, like that dark feeling that you get, like somebody, like somebody that you know would probably like kick you until you had to go to the hospital. Yeah. Well, he didn't have that at all. He seemed Jesusy. Like maybe he like got in trouble when he was a kid or something, did that in jail, and then you know came out and you know got into church or something. But huh. yeah, it was just really weird. Like like just seeing that like. And it made me really uncomfortable because it was like a federal election, you know? <laughs> I was like, well, weird. Yeah, it was. It was really creepy. Like it just, it just really, like it kind of got to me. But I know, I know he, he probably didn't even have the capacity to like, you know, do anything creepy or whatever. But it was just really unusual that like a person that was in charge of a local of like an election was like, you know, clearly an ex prison gang member. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah, I mean, well, but I mean that also just goes to show that if you want to be involved, you can. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like, I was actually looking at, uh, you know, just, I was on, like, the, you know, Texas Democratic primary thing, just looking around, trying to make sure I was doing everything right, make sure I had all my crap together before I went to vote. Right. And um, just uh, kind of on a whim, I clicked on a link to see what it took to run for office. Like, you don't have to even have a degree in anything for a lot of offices. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, you, you could be, like, the state railroad commissioner, and, like, all you have to do is be 18. Wow. That's, like, it. And, like, a legal, like, you have to be registered to vote. That's all. Like, if you want to, like, run for office, you know, in local and, like, state level, it's really shockingly easy. Hmm. And it was really, and, you know, knowing that, whenever I went into, you know, to do all the voting and stuff, whenever you get your ballot, there were a lot of local and regional offices that only had one person running. And these were, like, people that had been running for that office for, like, decades. So what you're saying is... It's possible to run for office. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Like, it's not hard, apparently. So wouldn't you need the backing of somebody or? Well, not like at a local level. I mean, you don't need millions of dollars to run for a local office. Huh. You just, 
I mean, you have to register with your party or whatever. And like, there's some paper, there's like a paperwork process, maybe a couple application fees and stuff like that, but that's really it. Hmm. It's not difficult at all. And I don't know. I think if people were maybe a little more active and a little more engaged, it might be a good thing. Well, I am going to register to vote for the actual general election. Yeah. So before I get any haters, <laughs> uh, yes, I am going to actually vote in the, in the election. Missed the primaries, but Bernie wasn't going to win anyways. So. Not in Texas. Fucking assholes. And we tried. He, he only won like two or three counties, I think, in Texas. Really? Yeah. I mean, well, was... I'm kind of scared that uh, Hillary's going to win the general election. Yeah. I'm kind of kind of really scared about it, but I'm more scared about Trump winning because, well, we'll talk about that yeah. later. <laughs> yeah. Let's just say... Good old Donald Trump is good for some tinfoil tirade. Yeah. I am really excited for those tax returns to come out, though. Really? I mean, because, I mean, he hasn't released anything yet. Right. And I think what we're going to find out is Donald Trump isn't as rich as he says he is. Oh, I don't, I wouldn't doubt I, I, that I think he's, he's going to be, like, like a lot less. Really? I think so. I think, and that's, just, that's like his whole thing is he's a successful billionaire brand. You know, that that's, the, that's his whole brand. Right. Know? And. I think we're going to find out he's not half what he says he is. Mm, I don't know. I don't know that he's a billionaire. Really? Uh, I'm not 100% convinced. <laughs> wow. I don't know. Well, he has been through like what four? Uh, like four major bankruptcies. He's run bankruptcies, multiple yeah. companies in the ground. Yeah. And, Let's make America bankrupt again. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Wouldn't take much. What's a good tagline for that? Um, all right. Well. Since we're kind of on that road, you want to go to some news? Yeah, let's do it. All right. We all know what time it is. It's time for the news with Gabriel Dieter and friends. So, uh, astronaut Scott Kelly... Fresh from outer space, grew, he, he was in space for, what is it, like 340 days. Yeah, he was nearly Just a shy of a yeah. year. This fucking guy grew two inches. Really? Yes. So just for not having like, That's gravity on That's what zero G's does. Huh. It, it makes you grow two inches. <laughs> um, it's re- it's going to be really interesting because they're going to take, I, I'm sure they did all these tests and while he was in space, Mm -hmm. but now that he's back, they're going to, they're going to really, you know, run some tests on him. Like figure out like the, the full effects of what happens to a human being that's been in space for that long. Right. Okay. I saw pictures of him and uh, a guy was raising his hand and he was like, yeah. (laughs) And uh, I wonder if I'm sure a year in zero G's when you get back to earth, you're not doing shit. <laughs> no, I'm sure your body just feels like you're on a roller coaster all the time, you know, yeah, <laughs> just yeah. catching G's, you know, that's gotta be crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, a really interesting thing about this is he's got a twin brother, really identical twin brother. Oh. So they get to, you know, they get double the measurements on all this stuff. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's going to be a fascinating study. Yeah. This guy. That's really cool. Um, another interesting thing about this is he landed in Kazakhstan. Yeah. Now, do you know anything about that? Because I didn't know that there was a 
space landing uh, <laughs> port or area in Kazakhstan. Well, yeah, I mean, this, well, the Soviets had a space program, you know. Oh, so I mean, I'm sh- they they still have that infrastructure. Like you know, the the whole city didn't just turn to dust. I mean, the whole city, the whole like you know, Soviet bloc didn't just turn to dust after they ended. You know. So, so you- is Kazakhstan on on the border area of what uh, Russia and the Middle East? Uh, it's it's kind of like in this middle area that's in between like it's kind of like the Middle East, uh, Russia and China. Like uh, you know, I, I when I was in the military, I was in uh, Kyrgyzstan, mm-hmm. which is not far from there, and uh, it we were actually bordering China. So it's probably you know, I'm just gesturing. That's not really helping, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This is why we need he's to go fla- video. He's flailing his hands about, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. But yeah, it's it's like, you know, a few hundred miles west of where, from where I was at. So, okay. I mean, it, it's kind of like in that gray area that's in between Russia and China and the Middle East. Yeah, I, I had forgotten uh, that we have no space program <laughs> and everything. Yeah, I mean, everything we do is supported by Russia. Well, I mean, it, it's all like, you know, collaborative effort now. It's right. not just, you know, NASA leading the way anymore. Yeah. That's so crazy, man. It, yeah, I never, I never thought we would be in this position. Because through, what it was it, the 20-something years that the shuttle program was in operations, mm-hmm. Russia had nothing. They right. just had rockets. Yeah. Because their shuttle program was scrapped. Right. Which was already based on ours, but they just they didn't have the money to support it. Mm. And uh, now the roles are kind of reversed. Yeah. It's kind of creepy. In other news, uh, <laughs> in Connecticut, lawmakers are wanting to ban weaponized drones. Uh, How is that not already illegal? It's legal. Uh, I mean, I've seen video of this kid that uh, automated a handgun and put it on a right, drone. Right, I've seen that. Yeah, and just shot it. Well, A, it's legal to have a handgun mm-hmm. for this kid b it's uh it's legal in the area that he had that he was in to shoot the handgun right so mounting it onto a drone there was no legal precedent against it yeah i mean it's still really kind of early days with the whole drone thing right and also i think what spurred this uh debate was somebody mounted a flamethrower <laughs> to a drone i i kind of think the whole concept is badass because the military is doing it well not flamethrowers per se but uh you know they're they're they did it first yeah and now these hobbyists are gonna have like remote controlled (laughs) weapons you know how is that badass that's terrifying no it is terrifying (laughs) but just you know i'm half mexican (laughs) i like roosters and rattlesnakes <laughs> and i also what? like uh guns mounted on fucking <laughs> helicopters <laughs> i can't help it uh i don't know what do you think man i think that that's like i don't see how if you, know, you could go to walmart if okay if buy I could, the kit if i could go to walmart I, I mean i don't i don't even own a handgun though so i mean i'm it's not really a priority to me i don't feel the need no, to own something it's not a priority but well, it's it's cool i don't feel the need to own anything that kills people because you know i i don't run into that situation ever i i've i've managed to avoid having to kill anybody 
And I've been, I feel like I've been very lucky. Yeah, but <laughs> especially you know, considering I, the life that I've lived. But know, I, I have a gun and I haven't killed anybody. I haven't had the need to kill anybody. But do I want something that's cool <laughs> that could kill someone? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I haven't really thought too much about it. <sighs> I don't know. I just, I just, I'm surprised that whenever commercial drones were allowed to be a thing, uh-huh. that that wasn't already addressed. I mean, I've seen drones shoot fireworks. Mm hmm. I don't, I don't see why they can't like drop giant barrels of Molotov cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> because that's a terrible thing to have flying around a suburban neighborhood. It's just it stupid. Wasn't a, it was in the woods, man. Well, Come regardless, you gotta someone have, is going to do it. Some, some if you don't make some sort area. of rule, some idiot is going to do something stupid. <laughs> uh, that's true. <sighs> I just, I, I'm a fan <laughs> of the freedom, you know. <laughs> There's a freedom, and you gotta pay a price for freedom sometimes. <laughs> and sometimes some dumbasses have to get blown up. Sometimes you just have to kill a bunch of kids with a remote control machine gun. What? <laughs> no, nobody's bringing kids into the equation. Come on. Well, whenever you're attaching them to like RC helicopters, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> kids are gonna show up because that stuff is cool. <laughs> All right, uh, I'll give you half credit for that. Um. <laughs> Next story, moving along. Uh, we talked a little bit about the NFL Combine. <laughs> yes, we did. Before the show. <laughs> Fucking hilarious. Uh, Chris Jones, giant uh, line. I guess he was a linebacker. Uh, just giant athlete. I mean, the guy, the, guy, human murder. the guy standing next to him was literally looked like a, a five-year-old kid. Wow. I mean, it was ridiculous. Well, anyway, the uh, for those of you not sports fans, like I, I'm not a sports fan, so but I know what the combine is. Right. The NFL combine is this uh, process where all all these athletes have to basically compete against each other to get drafted. I both, I, that's my understanding right. of what it is. So these guys are putting, I mean, maximum effort into everything they do. Well, this dude, Chris Jones, was running his 40-yard dash, hauling ass. Uh, he's wearing, like, tights, spandex tights. You yeah, know, kind of like Under Armour sort of thing. Yeah. This guy's giant hog came out from under his, his <laughs> shorts while he's hauling ass, and he, he grabs it to put it back in while he's running <laughs> and just, you know, face plants right into the dirt. <laughs> and, I mean, he gets up. From, and you just see this big brown object underneath it. <laughs> just he, the size of a five-year-old's leg. And he's just chuckling to himself. <laughs> you know? And uh, he tucks it in. And he's walking back. And the and the trainer's like, what happened? And he's like, my dick fell out. <laughs> and uh, I don't know, man. I guess you have you have to man. check out the video on YouTube. Just, just look at uh, NFL uh, Combine Chris Jones. That's the most first world problem in the world. Guy that's about to become a multi-million dollar athlete. <laughs> you know, giant hulking specimen of humanity. Yeah. With like a huge penis it's tripping not, on it. <laughs> it's not seen that often. Yeah. I got no pity for that guy. <laughs> well, I have pity for his road rash. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to leave a scar. Um, uh, this news is a little depressing and dark, but. That's hey. what we do here. That's what we do. 
Uh, a nanny in Russia, I guess this is in Moscow. Have you heard about this story? No. Uh, a nanny decapitated a four-year-old girl and was waving it around in a train station. Oh my God. Shouting Allah, Allah Akbar and uh, claiming she was going to blow everybody up and that she was a terrorist. Jesus Christ. Uh, Yeah. Pretty bad. There's video of it. No, thanks. I'm glad it's from far away because, I don't know, man, it was pretty gruesome. Jesus Christ. But the thing is, they don't fuck around in Russia. No, they don't. They tackled the shit out of this lady. Yeah. Uh, The head went flying, rolling. Yeah. And, I mean, it was really dark and grim. Jesus Christ. But uh, apparently she was the nanny and... Uh, the parents had picked up the older sibling earlier in the day, and nobody nobody knows why she did it. Yeah, uh, she claimed she was going to blow herself up. She didn't have any explosives on her, which I mean, I'm surprised they didn't just shoot her, right? Because they actually went up to her and tackled her, hmm. which takes guts, you know, yeah, for for pretty- somebody to do that. <sighs> good for good for the Russian police. Um, <laughs> that's the closest thing to a positive spin you can put on that. <laughs> yeah, that, that's just awful. That that's was all I can say. That was just like that got too dark. Yep. <sighs> Sorry, that's okay. <laughs> uh, and in lighter news, <laughs> anything else? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly Potter of England is the first to be injected with a cancer vaccine. Hmm. The vaccine stimulates the immune system to destroy tumors. And hopefully it works, because that sounds really good. Yeah. Sounds like a cure almost, huh? Well, uh, I believe, if if I remember my uh, Will Smith movie cor- uh, trivia correctly, this is how I Am Legend starts. <laughs> oh, shit. God damn, I think you're right about that. Speaking of, sorry, going off the news for a little bit. <laughs> I saw After Earth. Really? Have you seen that? I have not. What'd you hear about it? Uh, I've heard it was garbage because, I don't know, I guess people have a thing about Jaden Smith. Dude, I really enjoyed that fucking movie. Really? I, I heard all the shit. Yeah. I mean, when did it come out? Like two years ago, yeah, right? About two, three years ago, yeah. It was it was kind of quick I, in and out. I heard so much bad shit about that mm-hmm. movie. I never gave it the time of day, but I watched it. Uh, everybody, I blew out my knee playing uh playing bowling no i was bowling and i hurt my <laughs> knee and it's been pretty uh pretty bad oh, man. these past five days yeah um anyway uh after earth was actually really decent hmm. uh i enjoyed it and i think the people that um gave it so much shit didn't really understand why things were the way they were yeah did that sentence make sense no it, it makes sense i, I mean burping. yeah um yeah, I don't get it. I mean, I, I might have to go back and look at the reviews mm-hmm. to see exactly what the problem was because it's been a while. But but also, I think it was kind of like right around the time that people started kind of saying that maybe Will Smith was a Scientologist too. Well, they were they were giving shit to M Night Shyamalan too. Yeah, and I, I, he hasn't redeemed himself for a few. Was I've heard that that movie, uh, the last movie, did, was it The Visit? Yes, I've heard that was really really good. Uh, I have that in my. Well, should I be saying that? I'm I'm gonna watch that soon. <laughs> okay, I have access, uh, so I'm gonna be watching that soon. Uh, I didn't know it was his movie, but 
Yeah, it's, it's supposed to be like, you know, a really high quality Twilight Zone, basically, which is kind of what he does. Mm-hmm. Whenever he, whenever he's when things are going well with him, Night Shyamalan, that's what he's doing. Yeah. And so what are what are his terrible movies? Um, what was the, the name of that one with a uh, Lady in the Water? I didn't think was that bad. Yeah, Lady in the Water was like the first one of the first really bad ones. Uh, some people didn't like Signs. I liked it. I liked Signs. Um, that elevator movie that he made. Uh, what was it called? Ooh, yeah, that yeah. One was that bad. one's awful. That one was bad. Uh, the one okay. with uh, the one with Mark Wahlberg with the plants. Uh, I like that the happening. movie. I hated the happening. I like that movie. Like, I, I mean, I, I think I would, you know, probably enjoy it, like inebriated or something. But uh-huh. <laughs> I, I, like, as like thinking that I was getting like kind of a weird, serious movie whenever I saw it. Uh huh. Eh. It was too weird and serious for you then. Maybe I don't know. I, it's been a long. I haven't watched it again since. I was just like, God, that was terrible. Like, I, it just left such a bad taste in my mouth. That I just never even tried again. Huh. Okay. Well, I don't know. What else has he done? I mean, other than that, it's what, you know, Sixth Sense, that's great. Yeah. Um, I watched a little bit of that the other day. Yeah, Unbreakable. Unbreakable. Solid movie. Fantastic. I love it. Hmm. So really only Lady in the Water and the Elevator movie. And I like Lady in the Water because it had some great scenes in it. Um, he He's done some other stuff. It seems like, has he? Oh, The Village. The Village, yeah. The, the village. village was okay. <sighs> I didn't like The Village. I, I thought, I liked it up until, like, you know, I realized that there was going to be, you know, well, I guess I knew there was going to be a twist, but what the twist was was just like, ugh. yeah, come on. I think he got caught up on the twist. He did, and that might have been what people got tired of because they were they were looking for it. Yeah, and if it if it was kind of you know janky, yeah, people I mean, were disappointed. Well, I mean that that's why the first movie, you know, that's why you know Sixth Sense hit so well is because nobody knew anything, and it was just like, <gasps> right, you know, just like a huge shocking thing out of left field, and then yeah, it just became a whole thing. And I think that's probably why, like you know. Like, sci- like science is really good is because there's not really a twist you know it's just a pretty solid sci-fi movie yeah agreed agreed yeah. okay so back to the news uh <laughs> this one's really interesting maybe he should make a movie on this uh body of manfred bajarat age 59 mm-hmm. was found on his yacht mummified uh the man had not been seen since 2009 and he he had possibly been adrift ever since then in the Pacific Ocean. What? How, how? I mean, look at the look up the picture of this guy. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, he looked like like he was charting a course in his cabin, you know. Uh-huh. And he just maybe died right then, but his head wasn't even slumped over. I don't know why. Wow. I don't know how this happened, but I mean, he was he was a mummy. He was completely uh, emaciated. Mm-hmm. Skin was gray. He looked. Yeah, pretty well preserved, but but I mean that, that's the thing that's disturbing about that is what was, you said two thousand nine. Uh huh. So I mean, GPS has existed. Yeah. No one, you know, I guess like no one went looking for him, or they couldn't find. Like, how could you not find somebody? I don't know. I mean, because I mean, you know, boats I, are equipped for that. They I go, read that he had he'd recently gone through divorce, uh-huh. and uh, he was just sailing around in his yacht, and uh, I. I don't know. I mean, I mean, it's unexplained right I mean, now. Certainly, you have to like register with somebody whenever you're going out, you know, into international waters and stuff like that. No, I don't think so. Like they, that's really interesting. And I mean, GPS, unless you have an emergency beacon or something, uh, why would anybody look for you? Well, I mean, because you've been missing for a year. You don't have a transponder, is what I'm saying. Yeah, a, a yacht is a private vehicle. You know, it's not. But still, I mean, with any private vehicle, like, they can still regulate that. They don't. 
that's really weird <laughs> that that seems like a terrible idea if you wanted to you could just buy a boat right now and fucking sail off into the ocean and never be seen again man that is pretty cool huh that is simultaneously really interesting and terrifying yeah huh okay so in other news <laughs> i don't i need the a good segue um because <laughs> i don't have one uh, first repeated detection of fast radio bursts at Arecibo Observatory. I don't um, know what any of that is. <laughs> uh, fast radio bursts is, I think it was in the 70s, they first picked up a radio signal from outer space. Mm-hmm. And it w- it lasted like four seconds or something like that. But yeah. it, it's called the wow signal. And, you know, uh, ever since then, you know, scientists were baffled. They had no idea where that signal came from or what what happened mm-hmm. to cause it. Uh, and now they, you know, since it's happened multiple times lately, yeah, uh, they're thinking it's uh, like radiation bursts from a neutron star. Mm-hmm. Like, and uh, now now that that's happened, I mean, this was a this was a big deal because. You know, people are listening for aliens. Right. At the, the whole SETI Aris- thing. Yeah. Well, it's Arecibo. Yeah. And uh, I think they were in the news recently. Um, the Jodie Foster couple, movie, Contact. A couple shows ago. That's basically what it is, right? Uh, different place. Okay. This one was in an episode of The X-Files. Oh. It's in, uh, I think it's in, it's in South America. Yes, yeah, just like the one big dish, right? Yeah, okay, built yeah. Into, the, yeah. into the ground. But, uh, so now they're going to be able to actually locate they're they're going to point instruments towards that area and actually see if there's a galaxy there Mm -hmm. that has a neutron star in it so it's pretty cool yeah um good good science coming out of that discovery yeah okay uh this is a bit of houston news did you hear about the 59 diners closing no all of them what yep uh 59 Diner, let's see, what's his name? Navid Big. Yeah. Offer uh owes two hundred thousand to employees what? in back pay. Oh no. He also owes sixty thousand to a restaurant supply company and twenty six hundred in back taxes for one of his locations. What so rest in peace fifty nine diner because that- when, when are they going out? They're already closed. They're gone? They're they're done. Dude. Even the Shepherd location that I, I love to go to. Yeah. Uh, as a kid. Yeah. They're done. So I'm not gone. Even, I want their photo booth. <laughs> I just wanted one more of those like the open faced chili burgers. Their fucking shakes so, were delicious. Oh god. Oh. Uh yep. It's a bummer. So this guy this guy is in big trouble. Yeah. Sounds like it. Uh I mean, this two hundred thousand that he owes his employees was a settlement. Uh, so did he just like stop paying people, or like was he shorting them hours, or? Yeah, he was manipulating the timesheets. Oh man! And then uh, a judgment was ruled against him, and he just skipped on it. Wow! So he's gonna be in big trouble. Yeah, for a long time. Yeah, that's really messed up. Well, I don't know what he's going through, but here's to hoping I never will. <laughs> <laughs> Pay your bills, people. Especially if you're fucking rich. Pay yep. your bills. Um, let's see. What time is it? It's eight twelve. You want to take a break, and we'll uh, call Chris in a little bit. Uh, yeah, sure. 
Ladies and gentlemen, in the history of the show, this has never happened before. Brennan, bitchin' Brennan Birch had to run out of the studio because he was late for panty time. Uh, so, this friend questions is dedicated to you, Brennan. Lisa Marie Hunter asks, most terrifying dream you have ever had? Well, Lisa, I had a dream that shook me to my very soul. Uh, it was kind of a weird, like, alien abduction type dream, only I wasn't being abducted. Uh, what happened was, um, I was laying on my grandparents' couch in their house, and... Uh, I heard my grandmother speaking in her sleep, which at the time happened pretty often. Um, so I woke up, opened my eyes, sat up on the couch, and I could see absolutely nothing. My my eyesight had gone to pitch black in the house. Uh, normally there was an outside light source that kind of illuminated the whole house to where you could kind of see you know, especially if you knew the house well and you knew where you were going. So this wasn't the case. I could literally not see the hand in front of my face. Uh, it's like I'd gone blind or someone had switched my lights, my eyes off. So uh, since I knew the house fairly well, I mean, I, I grew up there since I was a little baby. Uh, I stood up, navigated my way through the doorway into the hall and into my grandmother's room. With my hands outstretched at about mm, nipple level. And uh, as I walked through my grandmother's doorway, my hand slid upon cool, rough skin over a skull. I mean, the sensation, I, I can remember it vividly uh, because, you know, I, I couldn't see. I, I guess, I don't know, it's hard to explain. I'm doing the best I can, but I felt a bald human head underneath my fingers and hand. Uh, I immediately freaked out and, oh, hang on. We've got a call from Chris Steininger. Oh, very exciting. Hold on. Hold on to your butts, everybody. Hey, Chris. What's up, man? How's it going? Oh, you can hear me, huh? Huh? You can hear me. Yes, I can. I can hear you. Oh, that's a plus. This is going to go quite well. I was just answering uh, friend questions all by myself in this studio. Um, you mind if we uh, go through them real quick? Sure. I thought you had a guest. What the hell happened? <laughs> uh, a lot. <laughs> a lot happened. Um, oh, Jesus. Okay. Yeah, sure. All right, hang on. Let me let me pull him back up. Sure, sir. <clears throat> Just walking the dog. That's not a euphemism. I'm literally walking the dog. Okay, good. Okay, so Lisa Marie Hunter had asked what my most terrifying dream was. Yeah, uh, I, I was one. right in the middle of telling my my alien abduction with no abduction story, and okay. uh, so my fingers had slid under this skull i in the pitch black i could not see um uh -huh. I, f I freaked out and i kind of batted it away from me and kind of rotated to like make it go away you know like i 
kind of flung the thing out the door. Okay. And I got ah. tangled up in some clothes that had been hanging on the door uh, on this kind of rack thing that that kind of jutted out maybe a foot. And uh, my heart was pounding in my chest. So much so, I thought I was going to have a heart attack. Uh, so this thing, this thing had gone away. I, I could no longer sense it in my vicinity. I was, I was still, I couldn't see. It was too dark, but I felt that it was gone. I wasn't under a threat. And for some strange reason, I said, I thought to myself, if I don't lay down, I'm going to have a heart attack and die. You know? Okay. So yeah. I laid down completely blacked out uh unconscious and the you know i woke up the next morning everything was fine my granddad was making breakfast in the in the kitchen and uh i could still clearly remember the sensation on my hand where i touched that thing and that is my most terrifying dream <laughs> that is nuts chris you don't have to answer that because you just came into the show how did everything go at work right today? On. Everything go well for your uh, your t- meeting? Yeah, it it was not bad. The only thing is, is like you, you know, I given day to day, you show up and think you're, to yourself, like, okay, this is my agenda. This is what I'm going to do today. But it seems like here within just like the past like couple months, especially the past two weeks, it's like I have a set regimen of things that it is that I have to have done every day. And depending on the day of the week, depends on what they're going to be. And for some reason, as of late, it's been kind of like, oh, hey, yeah, and I know it's only nine o'clock, but hey, you're going to be doing this. And it's like, Argh. so I was like basically in downtown Houston today, like doing seminars at St. Joseph's, you know, and I was just like, I didn't plan on doing this. Right. So, and then I had to telecom into a thing into Austin, like late in the day, because they're too presenters that they had for that thing bailed so i mean you know about bailing so <laughs> today has been a rough day for schedules because originally it's just, originally you know. it was supposed to be on the show me and mm-hmm. james lenares and you chris and yep. then it came down to just me and brennan and mm-hmm. thank god you know i i got you to call in uh yeah and i really Man, appreciate it yeah. Because we're going to talk a little bit about Super Tuesday and what's going on with that. It's madness is what's going on with that. That's that's what it is. It's absolute madness. <laughs> uh, <laughs> can you expound on that a little bit? Cause <laughs> well, well, it depends on how into it you want to get. Because the thing, you know, I like, I've been like balls deep in this shit since like 09. So I've been following a lot of these people and listening to a lot of the stuff. And the big thing for me is there's two takeaways from what happened last night. Uh, One, uh, you and your, uh, your clan of followers are not going to take very well. And the other one is kind of a slapdash. The first one is um, I actually think Bernie Sanders, uh, I think his days are numbered and uh, they're probably getting into single digits. Really? Uh, so there's going to be a lot of uh, licking wounds and eating Ben and Jerry's because he's done. And it's you sad. You think so? Well, okay. Statistically, I, yes. I because read... Bear in mind, it, it, not to cut you off, but she ran away with everywhere minus uh-huh. Vermont and one state where he lost by a whisker. Right. So, but, but, but you take it in two ways. 
she's the establishment. She's the Democrat that everyone's going to get behind because as opposed to the GOP, <clears throat> she's running in a party that only has two candidates as opposed to when it started out two dozen and now down to five who can't make their minds up. <clears throat> what I think Bernie Sanders movement has done and will do for going forward, because bear in mind, because when the general election comes along, nothing's going to stop anybody from voting for him or writing him in a ballot if he's not present on the one that you are currently, you know, standing in front of. You can still vote for the guy. Right. The dream is not lost. It's, it's not dead. But as far as, like, being the token candidate, he's got a long road ahead of him because coming up on, you know, the 15th, everything from here on out is winner take all. So, like, Florida, Georgia, states like that, if she gets a majority, she gets them all. <clears throat> Now, that being said, I don't foresee the, the Democratic ticket being a Hillary, uh, you know, uh, Sanders VP. I don't see that happening. No, no. I don't think he would. Logically, they, they don't agree enough. Getting, so, getting, so getting quite a bit of wind in the phone. Bad. Yeah, right. Uh, um, I oh, read, oh, sorry. I read an article today saying that uh, back in 08... The situation was really similar with Hillary taking uh, Super Tuesday because most of. Uh, are you turning into the wind right now? I no, gotta, I'm going back inside. Oh, okay. Uh, because Obama lost uh, Super Tuesday pretty much in the same circumstances. Correct. And then after that, he pulled ahead. So, I don't know. Yeah, but see, and, and I think this is the biggest tell, <clears throat> and and a lot of this has to do with um, the thing is, is like in 08, uh-huh. there's a part of this that is boiling down to just uh, sheer demographics. Right. <clears throat> Hillary is pulling the black vote that he was getting in 08. Because the thing is, is the predominant voters for Bernie are going to be your 18 to 39-year-old white males. She just ran through the South and got black voters to vote for her hands down in this state, Georgia, you know, the Carolinas. I mean, she's been killing it with the, you know, minority vote, which then to segue into the, uh, you know, Republican aspect. That's where I'm really scratching my head, because in Texas, Trump just won the the majority Hispanic vote, and that's where I'm at a complete loss. Because mm-hmm. I mean, the thing is, is at the end of the day, if the if the GOP can't get their head out of their proverbial ass and make a decision as to who it is they want to be the front runner, because now they're actually getting to a point to where they're going to be like, okay, Trump is running away with this. We didn't expect this. We need to do something about this. So do we put all of our chips on Rubio or do we put all of our chips on Cruz? And then Kasich at some point in time is just going to have to be like, okay, bye, see you, because Carson bowed out today. Yeah. So they're lessening. But come the 15th, I don't think any of them are going to bow out because at this point it's just ego. Because the establishment candidate for the GOP is uh, Rubio, because bear in mind, you know, Ted Cruz is a key party candidate. At one point in time, that guy was being seen as the extremist 
of the bunch. But now because Trump has come in and taken the world by storm, <laughs> you know, he's Trump is is so out there that, you know, Cruz is seen as kind of like a scary thought, but moderate. he's almost seen as like almost like a moderate. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Yes. And, and see, and so that's the thing. And <clears throat> and if you read, you know, it, it's gotten to the point, and I posted this yesterday and I blogged a little bit about it. It's gotten to the point to where like Breitbart followers who are some of the worst people out there, they are so pro-Trump that they're crapping all over people that this time last year, this time two years ago, whose constituents, they were also like party to being the Cruises, being the Rubios. I mean, there are people getting anti-Semitic, you know, messages and um, Ken Kasich, who is a big, big, big conservative, uh, you know, voice within the, you know, uh, circles. He he's getting hate mail. His wife is getting hate mail. It, it's ridiculous. And the thing is, is at the end of the day, Trump is who Trump is, and he's causing what he's causing. But it, it's just the vitriol and hatred of the followers. It's not. It, it's the constituents, and it's the ugliness that I think that the GOP has brought out. And that, at the end of the day, is going to have to be. I think what they answer to, and you're going to have to like be responsible for, yeah. because in an ideal world, pick, they, well, yeah, and they're, but the thing is, is we're either going to see the utter collapse of the Republican Party as we've known it our entire life, or they're going to have to basically have a contested convention where they basically oust Trump and say it's been fun, cut your shit, see you later, exit stage left, and then they put all of their chips on either Rubio or Cruz. Because okay. I honestly think, you know, if they went with a Rubio uh, Kasich VP ticket, they'd stand a chance. And that, surprisingly, wouldn't be too far right of center of what we currently have now that would save them a fighting chance. But if they just give up on Trump, then they're screwed because these guys need to start backing out now. That way they can put their votes with, you know, the people that will be voting against Trump. Right. They have to endorse. Mm-hmm. What do you think about yeah. fucking, oh my God. Uh, yeah, speaking, yeah, like Chris Christie. Yeah, Chris Christie. That came out of nowhere. What? He is taking so much shit for that, too. And he should, because he, he you know, he was an, you know, pretty authoritarian, you know, governor of, of, of fairly, you know, conservative state. But what I didn't understand was he, practically handed Trump his ass in the last, you know, debate he was in before he bowed out. And then within like, you know, a, a week's worth of, uh, you know, business hours, he, he was in his camp. And what's so I funny, think Trump peeled off some cash for him. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. That's the only thing I can think, you know, there, there, he the looks so awkward within the two of them. He looked so it, awkward at similar. that speech where he was endorsing him. Oh yeah. Have you, have you seen the, uh, I threw it up online earlier, but someone made an absolutely fabulous uh, meme of uh, it's it's the next season of uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, starring Donald <laughs> Trump and Chris Christie, and yeah. it basically shows where Chris Christie's like facial expression, and yeah. it has Trump talking in the background, and he just he's like you know, blah, 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 and then the 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 theme music starts, and it's just, it's so fitting. It, it's he looks he, like he's uh. <laughs> possessed by ghosts or something like he's hearing voices 
Yeah, it's it's nuts. Between that and the bad lip syncing of Ted Cruz's uh, campaign commercial, right? It, it's been a fantastic like forty eight hours post. Yeah, it, it's been great. So no, but I'm yeah. Go ahead. What my my question to myself is: What? Okay, if if two things happen in the next few days, which one of them is possible. One of them I I wouldn't bet on. But mm-hmm. uh, Mitt Romney's supposed to give some kind of big speech. Yeah. Uh, I wonder what the hell he's going to say. He's been wanting Trump to disclose his tax information okay. since about this time last week. Now, the only problem with that is, is Mitt himself was asked to do that back when he ran. And he didn't do that until almost six weeks before the actual election itself. So they find a lot of hypocrisy and irony in the fact that uh, Mitt is having him come out because he honestly feels, and like Kit Kittredge and himself, McCain, a lot of the core base of the Republican you know, uh, constituency hate Trump. And they're trying to mount this anti-Trump campaign which i feel is probably a little too little too late um but if but if uh he can maintain it and sustain it and keep coming at it every few days or whatever to where it maintains within the cycle it may work but he's basically going to come out against trump that the little too late thing uh is is perfect because at this point in the game you can't come out against one person and have it make a difference more than endorsing one candidate, which is going to be well, hard but, when there's fucking five other people that well, right, need the endorsement. The thing is, is, and I think this is what's going to happen, is, is what you just said is true to an extent, but at the end of the day, if they go into wherever it's going to be, I forget where, I don't think it's here, but wherever it is that they have the Republican convention, yeah, if they have a contested convention and they basically, because there's no pulling Trump aside and saying, please step down. He will not do that No, nope. because they're screwed either way. They either need to let him come in and come on and be the candidate. And he's going to have to find some kind of VP that I don't see how anybody who's been up in that podium with him would be able to be a VP. With no, any pride he's, at all he's going to end up, he's going to set the party back decades with his right. I mean, he's really just bringing out every negative aspect of of the right, you know? Right. And and so, because the thing is, is, you know, there are past Republican presidents that alive or, you know, Reagan's spinning in his grave. I mean, it's ridiculous. But what, what ultimately I feel is going to occur is the Republican Party, through either um, constituency backing, funding, or uh, endorsements is going to muscle Trump out and they're going to put all of their money into likely Rubio because Rubio, if Rubio keeps getting all of these, he actually won a state super Tuesday. No one expected him to. Right. Um, but uh, the thing is, is if he keeps getting all these silver medals, he could actually get more constituent, um, excuse me, more delegates and super delegates than Trump. Cause the thing people are like, you know, Oh my God, Trump, he only got about 35% of the primary votes. Primary voters within the state of Texas alone constitute less than 0.4% of our entire population. 
65% of the U.S. voting populace hates Donald Trump. Statistically, it's very, very difficult, even if he is the actual RNC candidate, that he would get elected president. That's why you see all these polls with Bernie or Hillary wiping the floor with him. And that is because the only types of votes he's pulling are poor, white, forgotten about votes. He's not going to get New York. He's not going to get you know, Maine, he's not going to get your more liberal state. California is going to wipe the floor with him. You know, that's why, for example, I mean, I voted yesterday, um, but I did more of a strategic vote because, you know, we have an open primary. So what I did was I knew Bernie Sanders was not going to win this state. So what I did was I voted against Trump. But you see what happened. It didn't do anything. So, you know, at the end of the day, there's a whole lot of people in a whole lot of other states right now that are like, well, fuck, it's all Trump and it's all Clinton, and I don't like either one of them. Well, don't stop. Right. You know, go with your gut, still vote who you want to vote for, because come November, you can still vote for any of them because you can write whoever you want in. Okay, but I think, this, this is my okay. second point that I was going to bring up, that mm. I wouldn't count Bernie out uh, just for the fact that he's, he's really the only... I, I really hate saying this, but he's the only candidate with a track record that's pretty clean, you know? Correct. Uh, he does have some some things going on that, you know, did raise some eyebrows. But for the most part, he's been pretty consistent through his whole political career. Um, right. And, and, and I was having this conversation yesterday, as a matter of fact, at work. And guess what? If it was not Hillary Clinton... He would be doing a whole lot better than he is. Oh yeah, that that reason that, that woman excuse me that that lineage that name pulls so well with the African American voters mm-hmm. and so well with the impoverished and the poor of the South that Bernie's demo is just not it's not pinging. I mean, Reddit loves him. They're trying really hard to uh, bring out. You know his his record on race relations, right. but, but it's I just also not, think that it's not grabbing. I think in the same sense that with Trump, you know, a, you know, a year ago people were like, "Oh, Donald Trump's running for president." Oh, that's funny. And then six months ago they were like, "Oh, what?" And now they're like, "Oh, holy crap!" Jesus. I think that the feel the burn. A lot of people are feeling the burn, yeah. but more people are going with the association of Clinton. Yeah. Because when they think Clinton, they're not thinking Benghazi. They're not thinking Secretary of State. They're thinking Bill. Right. And okay. What did sorry. Bill do for me. Good points. But the I'm sorry. The second thing I was going to bring up, uh, which I didn't really go into, uh, I heard from the Rogan podcast. A CIA operative uh, was the guest, and he was explaining what Hillary Clinton did with all this email shit. Right. And are you really familiar? Because the way it was explained was pretty damn clear that she broke the law. Oh, and quite so. Yes, it's, up to the, it's up to the DOJ to prosecute her on it. Because mm-hmm. she, she basically, she had an email server in her bathroom where she would get... Uh, top secret documents and cut copy and paste 
certain sections of those documents to to skirt the law and get around it to where mm-hmm. she could trade that information to her friends, her donors. And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, she was she was sending information to the Chinese in some right. cases, you know? Yeah. And, and, and that's, and that's my, that's my rub, uh, because I love Bernie and I would love to see him in the white house. And I don't mince words on any aspect of that because <clears throat> Hillary Clinton is his establishment heritage presidency as Bush jr. I mean, it's, right. it, it is that's that weird. Yeah. Bad. And it is that the demagoguery of it all is absolutely ridiculous. And if the voting pub, because this is this is my fear. What's going to happen is the G. I want a Rubio Kasich VP, right? Just for the fact that I don't want Trump to be the Republican candidate. And I understand that he's the more unrefined. Always oh, says what's on his mind or whatever. He's the he's the uncouth Bernie. I get that, dude. I, I think he's playing a game on every Republican voter that's going to vote for him. I don't, be- I don't believe how, uh, how much of a, a buffoon he is. You know, I just well, don't buy it. Well, what bothers me is the sheer fact that as of up to three years ago, he was a card carrying Democrat who was pro uh, pro choice, you know, uh, pro, you know, big, big government, big business. And, you know, and now all of a sudden he just, and he funded the shit out of uh, Hillary and bill. Correct, both of them. Right, and the Dukakis. It goes <laughs> the way Dukakis. way back. <laughs> it goes, it goes, it goes way back to the uh, to what's his name? Um, you know, David Dukakis. He he was he was lying in his pockets way back in the day when he lost. David so, Dukakis. Uh, it goes. I mean, yeah, that that tells you how far back it goes. I remember yeah. uh, John Lovitz playing him in Saturday yeah. Night Live. Fucking <laughs> hilarious. SNL. Yeah, he was pretty good. But, I mean, that tells you how far back it goes. I mean, you know, this guy was on wrestling episodes like two years ago. He was right. in, he had a reality show that yep. everybody loved. And that is what they're wrapping their, you know, thoughts in. Is I've seen this guy and, you know, and, and he's granted a household now, name. A, yes, he is. And he's a household name that's associated with He's got with name recognition. Stuff. That's what it is. Yes, and, uh, and de- but but so does Hillary. Right, that's the thing. Right, you know, and, and and where I where I want Bernie, I like Bernie. I have no problems with Bernie. I think he would do fine. He'd probably have his hands tied because we're probably going to have a very Republican headed. Oh, he would be useless. So would Hillary, though. You know, if yeah, if no, there was that's a- what I'm saying is everybody was saying that after Bush, whoever gets the presidency is going to be lame duck. Truth be told, Barack actually did more in his what's going to be eight years than was probably projected and expected from whomever because we were in such a shithole when that president took office. I think this next one is going to really be hogtied. Now, the only thing is, is anti or excuse me, non-incumbent, you know, presidency elections tend to be really, 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 really close. Right. So and it's actually statistically, I think they are in the uh, high 40s, mid 50s as far as getting uh, same party elected. But also when you have a two term president of one party, it's very hard to get that same party reelected. 
just because of the fact that the other party wants change. Now, the only problem is that we have this time is we don't have a true um, establishment Republican candidate. We have a fucking nut job. Right. So the thing is, is there are fucking card carrying Republicans. I've spoken to quite a few who are ready to vote for anybody but Trump because they don't want him. They want a Rubio and some of them are even a little loopy and want to cruise. Some um, of them were Bernie. Uh, y- if yes. you can believe that shit, but, that's fucking crazy. But what's nuts is a lot of them are also kind of like, you know, I'll, but, and, and seeing this is another thing too, I alluded to before, but we kind of got off track and, and, Obama had it going for him the first go-round. Obama is a black man. He's going to be the first, and he was the first. Hillary will be the first woman. You have half of the U.S. population who will vote for her strictly because they have the same makeup. And, and single women, are, are they're, they're like 74% of the voting public that show up. So the whole girl power thing, she's got that going for her. <laughs> the truth. I, I oh, kid you man. not. Right. She, she, yeah, she polls so high with like single mothers and working women. My wife, when I go to vote on November 11th, I'm going to have to vote to counter my wife's vote. She's going to vote Hillary. I'm voting Bernie. Jesus. I got to cancel her vote out. It's in them. Well, are you, know, you are, are, are you really canceling her vote out if you're writing in Bernie if he doesn't make it? Uh, well, if every vote counts, uh, <laughs> you know, as they say in this like nice fairy tale book that's called the American Electoral College. I mean, yeah, I'm supposed to, but no. I mean, I was just on Facebook the other day, and one of my old college professors was like, he lives in Louisiana, and they don't get to vote yet. And he's like, oh, great, cool, two candidates, neither of which I want to vote for. Awesome. What am I supposed to do now? Wow. I mean, that that's like how dejected a lot of people are because of the occurrences of yesterday are so big and 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 so wide but the thing is is like georgia's also very big they have i want to say 78 delegates you know and florida has i want to say uh in the 60s you know democratically we have 222 but republican wise we have 155 you know know, it just depends last election i thought it was a real shit show because there was no one really uh worth voting for Mm-hmm. Uh, this election makes that one look like like a very like a very re- reasonable like a, <laughs> a re- regal noble worthwhile thing. When yeah. Les Moonves of CBS is coming out and saying like I hate to say it, but hey, Donald Trump stay in it. You're great for ratings. That that Ooh. tells you right there how convoluted this horseshit is. It's ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. My parents are card carrying Uber Republicans, and they are livid. They Rick. they're like they hate they hate Donald Trump. Well, there's they're like this is this is crazy. They were Reaganites. They're caught between rock and hard place. Because mm-hmm, there's no one of that ilk. I mean, if Reagan were to rise from the dead today and be zombie Reagan, he'd be in the Democratic Party and get booed off the stage. He'd you know, I, one thing I qu- I can foresee about the general election, there might not be. That much turnout. Mm, I don't. I don't know. They said they haven't had anything this contested since, like, you know, uh, what were they? Thought, like Carter. So it, because the thing is, yeah. it's like going into the general Reagan was not liked very much. But you and think Trump? What will, happened there? You think Trump will turn it around with the rest? Everybody wanting to vote for Rubio. Oh, 
I don't see that but, happening, man. He is well, but see, he is but that's he is shitting all ch- over himself. I mean, but every no, day. no, Trump. No, what happens? No, what's happening is Trump is is he's projecting himself, and and the the the, the very minuscule bit of humility that he had last night in that general like acceptance speech mm-hmm. just rang to a base that already liked him and knocked on the doors of a few that he may not have been talking to before. Cause even I heard it and I was like, well, that sounds kind of thankful, but the yeah, but this is, is coming, is, this is coming after the whole, like Rubio's greasy Trump has small hands. Uh, yep. Correct. Shit show that went on. When was that yesterday? That was all of last week. And see, I mean, that's the thing. And that, that's the issue is, Kasich needs to go away. Carson did a good thing by stepping out. Kasich needs to go ahead and probably should have already done it and cruise. Now, see, the problem is, is it wasn't decisive enough yesterday for the GOP. Everybody was thinking, oh, Trump's going to run the table other than Texas and Minnesota. And Cruz went and fucking won Oklahoma. And so now Cruz is probably thinking like, okay, wow, I really stand a chance. I got a state that I wasn't even projected to win. And I almost came in, you know, first place in another state that I wasn't even expected to win. So, like I was saying, it's, it's all up to ego now because what's happening is Cruz's voters are taking away from Rubio's voters who are right. taking away from Kasich's voters. And now Carson's voters have to find someone else to put their name in the hat of. So they need to get down to two, like the other party because the other party is already decisive enough to determine who they want. It's going to have to take a genuine turnaround for, for, you know, Bernie to stand a fighting chance. The democratic national convention will not be contested. It will be put to bed by the time it happens. I guarantee you. But the problem is the Republicans can't get out of the way of themselves because they didn't denounce Trump fast enough. And now he has so much momentum all the other ones are almost being viewed as hangers on and they're taking votes away from one another, which give Trump more. That's why when you saw the results come through, he wasn't in the fifties and the sixties. He was in the thirties and the low forties. That means a majority of the people still don't like him. Has Carson endorsed anybody? No, he just stepped down today and he likely won't because I don't see Carson's Carson's nobody. You know, Kasich is a governor. The other two are freshman governor, or excuse me, freshman congressmen. So they actually hold offices. So like Chris Christie's befuddling endorsement, they they need endorsements from people who actually are from the establishment. And that's what I think a lot of Republicans are shaking their heads at, is the fact that Chris Christie, who handed Rubio and Trump their ass, in a debate that he decisively came away kind of milk toast even at, then goes and puts his name in the hat of the guy who's the most decisive out of the party. I figured he would have jumped on board with Rubio or something because Rubio's like the establishment's golden boy. They don't expect him to win this election, but they may expect him to run again. Right. He's like the future of the party. And if Trump gets this, it's going to ruin everything for them. Right. Kind of like the same way like Hillary, Hillary will, if she's in, she'll get one or two terms. And then the Clinton name will be gone from the White House until their daughter maybe decides to run somewhere down the line, which she likely won't. 
but but Trump's movement and 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 Bernie's movement, regardless if either of them end up in the White House, is going to make a mark on future elections going forward. It's going to elevate and personify the Libertarian Party, Green Party. It's going to let people know, like, hey, this two-party establishment system is bullshit, and we don't fucking buy it. The only problem is, is this election cycle, it's being bought by the racist, ignorant fucks. It's not being bought by the progressive, open-minded people. But there's hope. See, that's the thing. I'm not seeing it, man. (laughs) No, I know. I know. I know. I know. We'll we'll be able to tell in the coming months, but... uh... Mm -hmm. Oh, hell, we'll know in two weeks. Well, I'm I'm thoroughly disgusted, and uh, thanks for calling in. And you're very welcome. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry I couldn't make it. <laughs> thank you for uh, contributing to the show. Always appreciate it. All right, man. Well, I hope to see you soon. All right, man. Take care, brother. Later. All right, that was Chris, the American Psycho Steininger. Um, let's continue with these friend questions. <sighs> Jesus, I got to catch my breath after such a disgusting talk um okay lisa marie hunter asks did you ever hang out at the roller rink back in the day make prank phone calls at the payphones you know i did not hang out at roller rinks all that much uh there was one by my house when i was a kid but i wasn't a super strong skater and uh, I didn't really know too many people that uh, skated, so no, that's a no on that. But I did make some epic, epic prank calls to K-True when I was in uh, junior high and high school. That was the most fun ever. Um, Let's see. Seamus McManus asks, When are you going to visit the Houston Scientology building? My friend, that is a wonderful idea. I am going to put that on the list for sure in the future. I will be doing that. Thank you for the suggestion. Adam Stimpy Jones asks, what music have you been listening to lately? Uh, honestly, I haven't been listening to that much. Um, I've downloaded a few, um, I'm, you know, I've really been into, uh, the BBC John Peel sessions. So, I've been looking up, you know, different artists that have done recordings with John Peel, and uh, I think I recently played a track off of uh, Nirvana uh, in that studio, and uh, it was really good. That You know, I don't know what it is. I need to read more about John Peel, because it seems like everything that was recorded in his studio was more, uh, I don't know, available to my ears, to my sense of rawness you know like everything was kind of he was kind of like i don't know i I wouldn't be surprised if rick rubin was a big uh john peel fan you know i don't know but yeah i i downloaded some motorhead in the john peel studios um let's see john peel sessions uh let's see some nirvana um my mind's drawing a blank right now but yeah look look him up see what he's done there have been some fantastic recordings done there. Um, Adam Jones asks, why can't I ever think of any good friend questions? Well, Adam, um, it's because you rarely think of the show because you're busy raising a child and taking care of a girlfriend with a second one on the way. Uh, 
I hope that answers your questions. Uh, Chris Steininger asks, If you fell into a Groundhog Day situation, but you got to pick the day in your past to live ad nauseum, describe the day. Holy shit, I gotta pick one day to live over and over again. Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, I probably wouldn't have a hard time picking my girlfriend, uh, my girlfriend, my fiance's first date. Uh, that was, I mean, I don't want to be over romantic about it or anything, but it was a thoroughly good night. You know, you get that, that, uh, that feeling inside where it's like all warm and you finally found the person that you want to hang out with forever, you know? And I kind of got that feeling on our first date. It was really strange. Uh, very strange. That's all I can say. Um, I don't know how long I could go on with that without, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, the thing about that is, uh, <laughs> you don't know if it's an actual Groundhog Day or you're just living, uh, alternate realities and they'll go on long after you've jumped out of it to the next alternate reality. So who knows how that you would deal with the stupid bullshit you would try to get away with each time. Yeah, I don't know. Something to think about while you're puffing puffing away on the plant ally, I guess. That's it for friend questions. Um UFOs Seer Ghost Crazy Unexplained Shit Adam Stimpy Jones. Gabriel Dieter. Thanks for calling in. I really appreciate it. You're really helping me out right now. Oh, not a problem. What's going on? So, Tenfold Tirade is brought to you by LoneStarButtons.com. Lone Star Buttons is a small business owned by... Myself. Adam Stimpy Jones. Adam Stimpy Jones. All of his, <laughs> all of his materials are made in the USA at a reasonable cost. Uh, he offers buttons in multiple sizes and shapes. Stimpy, you have tons of experience, correct? Correct. You're easy to work with and very reliable, correct? I try to be. All right. Um, if you want to reach Adam Stimpy Jones for some custom pin-on buttons, send you your... You can email me. You can, you can email <laughs> Stimpy at info at LoneStarButtons.com or you can call the man at 281-798-1996. Tell him Gabe sent you, and you want to suck on them hair tits. You didn't shave them, did you? Nope. They're still there. Still still there? Still hairy? Oh, definitely. Keep that shit going, man. They're your, stop it. They're your money makers. And I shake them. <laughs> <laughs> Keep eating Whataburger at midnight, you will. Uh, exactly. Just kidding. Um, okay, so... <laughs> Since you're sponsoring Tinfoil Tirade and you're available at 10 o'clock at night, um, <laughs> what do you think about this? Uh, Donald Trump is using the 9-11 conspiracy theory to get ahead in the polls. Have you heard this? I have not heard this. So, he was on the uh, campaign trail 
making speeches, and he brought up that he is he wants to, as president, declassify the twenty three redacted pages of the nine eleven report. Oh, okay. I, d- I did hear something about that. So, I think that is absolutely insane. <laughs> <laughs> that that's the crowd he's uh he's trying to go to. for yeah is the 911 truthers but he is a birther you know he's the one that started the whole was obama even born in the US or whatever and yeah i don't think that's even been brought up has it not lately i guess it doesn't matter since obama's on his way out and he's well, i know he, he kind of br- he brought up something about Cruz not being born in the United States and whether oh, he's that's eligible right. recently. That's right. Which technically Cruz was born in Canada, but you know. Yes. Um, it just blew my mind that he would use the 9-11 conspir- conspiracy. Does it really, though? If you really uh, think about his tactics, if you really think about how he's been running this whole campaign, he says the most outlandish thing to get the most press, <laughs> which then keeps him in the press. But who's Which then he makes going people for? think he's winning. But who's he going? To, who, who is he talking to when he says stuff like that? The other people stuff, I, the other stuff I can buy into because you know he's talking to dumb people. <laughs> but this well, nine eleven thing, eesh. he if you really think he's almost trying to get all the people who don't really vote out to vote. Right, the dumb people, the nine eleven conspiracy people who hate. You know who, you know who have a disdain for the government already. He's kind of pulling those people into the polling places right now, and it's really scary. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. I think he's just pandering to everybody he can to get every vote he can. This is true. This is true. I, I mean, if he just the way he talks and the way he just talks about everything, I don't see how anybody could possibly take him seriously. Well, he's being he's being taken very seriously because that's, he's that's, whipping yeah. everyone else's ass. Unfortunately. Yeah, but, hey, exactly. It's it's the country we made. <laughs> <laughs> we're responsible, you know that, right? We're on the, we're on the hook for this. <laughs> it's you our generation. The Party. You're gonna have you to tell the... you're gonna have to tell your kids when they're eight and how old? They'll be at that point, it'd be eight and like five and a half. Yeah. Uh, if if Trump gets out after two terms, you're going to have to exp- explain to your kids what the hell happened and why you didn't do anything to stop it. <laughs> Go back in time to take Trump out. Stimpy, you don't own a hunting rifle. You cannot do anything. I don't own a hunting rifle. I own, I own a hunting rifle. No. Oh. You heard it here first, folks. Adam, <laughs> Adam wants to assassinate Donald Trump. Those words were not said <laughs> out of my mouth. <laughs> All right, man. Well, thanks for calling in. I think that does it for a tenfold tirade. Brought to you by mm-hmm. LoneStarButtons.com. Okay, yeah, not a problem. I'm going to go eat some cookies now. All right, man. So. <laughs> <laughs> Later, man. Thanks. Forget, forget the troubles of the world. Need some cookies. Good thing. Okay, talk to you later. Bye. Brennan, do you have anything to plug? Uh, nothing much. Just the art show. I got. Uh, I'm going to be in the Sticky Fingers show. It's going to be April 9th at Insomnia Video Game Culture on 19th Street. 
Awesome. Uh, I think I'm going to share a table with you at that show. Yes, you are. Yeah, we're, we're going to be tabling there. going to sell some originals, got some zines, make some stickers. Am I finally going to get a, a yeah. copy of White Crypt? Yeah. Woo-hoo! If you got anything to trade. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> I think you already promised one. Yeah, that's true. I got I do have to give you one. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much the only thing I got going right now. But Well, uh, the next show you hear will be some guests coming in from a podcast called Relationship, if you want to check that out ahead of time. Uh, co-hosts Stacy Daniels and Oja Lopez will be with us in the studio. Yeah, that's that's going to be a fun one, hopefully. And we'll talk some bullshit or whatever about relationships, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> all right, sounds good. Uh, all right, everybody. Thanks for listening, and gently go fuck yourselves. Thank you.